morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it might be that you're joining me here. This is the Whole Child School Podcast with Job Isles. That is me, and each week I'll be giving you a quick practical guide to implementing practices from the Whole Child School Academy, or what we call the WCS Academy. It'll be short enough to listen to during your planning period or on your drive to school, or if you want, you can even have me join you for lunch once a week. We'll have a live episode later in the semester, so stay up to date with our website, wholechildschool.com, or follow us on Twitter, at WholeKidSchool. And of course, if you have any topics or problems for which you would like some strategies, just send me an email, jobiles at wholechildschool.com. That's spelled J-O-B-I-L-E-S at wholechildschool.com. Or of course, get in touch with me on Twitter at WholeKidSchool. Each week, I will ask you to take an honest look at your current practices. And as we talk, I do hope I can change the way you think about some things and maybe even change the way you do things in your school, classroom, or district. So welcome, and let's talk. How's your week been? Hope it's gone great. As I thought about what topic we would cover this week in the Whole Child School podcast, I thought about how we've gone over the idea of beginning with the child in mind. We've talked about why we need to take care of ourselves first in order to be able to pour into our kids and our colleagues and our loved ones. And we've even talked about how it's not going to work out perfectly every time. And so we actually need a plan for when things don't go as planned, or as I called it last week, after the honeymoon. But then I realized, you know what we have not touched on yet is the idea that education, specifically public education, sometimes seems to have lost its desire to have fun. And I I mean pure fun. Like, heads up, seven up, everyone's cheating and everyone knows it and no one cares kind of fun. The kind of fun where you laugh so hard your side hurts and you leave telling stories about it. So why does that even matter though? I mean, it could definitely be said, hey, our purpose as an institution of education is to educate. Well, that's right. That's absolutely right. We are here to educate young people. So don't forget that. The thing is, why does it have to be one or the other? You see, I think we've created this false dichotomy in which we say, no, no, we're not here for fun. We're here to teach. We're here to educate. We're here for kids to learn. But can't we also have fun? And in fact, when we think about our own lives as adults, I think I'm right when I say that every one of us learns more in a situation where we're having fun or where we've had some fun before we start the learning. I can think back to plenty of conferences that started out dry, the middle was dry, and the ending, well, I don't really remember it because I was checked out, and I didn't learn a whole lot. And then I can think of just as many other conference sessions and conferences where it started out fun, and that got me going, and I was ready to listen, I was ready to learn, 
And then in the sessions where the speaker was engaging and maybe even had an activity that had absolutely nothing to do with the topic or had a task in the middle that was just to be silly or maybe even made a few jokes and, and told some rabbit trail stories just to keep things fun and interesting. I would look over at a fellow conference attendee who I didn't even know and we would laugh together and then later we'd see each other and reference back to it. It created a connection for me and my colleagues. It created a connection between me and the speaker. And that was just a one-off conference session where I would never see those people again. Just imagine what that does for kids when we have fun with them in the classroom. Notice I said with them, not give them a chance to have fun together, but I join them in the fun. So if you work with younger kids, maybe you play heads up, seven up, and you're one of the people with your head down, waiting and hoping to get tagged. And by the way, you'll always get tagged as the teacher with younger kids. Or if you work with older students in the secondary setting, do a YouTube festival. Look up some funny YouTube videos, watch a few, laugh about them, then let them know, hey, if you want to watch another one, if you've got another video that you'd like to watch at our next YouTube festival, send me a link to it. That way you can vet it first and make sure it's not completely inappropriate. Then you can play it for the class at the next YouTube festival you have. That connection then is one that you can leverage to increase the learning in your classroom. You see, that pure fun, that fun that fuels the family, it's not the end in itself. It's a means to an end. It creates an atmosphere that says, hey, I'm a person too. I like to laugh. Let's laugh together. Let's have some fun. Then I can almost guarantee you that you'll have opportunities to reference back to those funny things that happened, to those fun moments that you've had together. You reference back to them and immediately you're all smiling again. And that connection is reignited. So it's not just for the immediate connection, but it's for the ongoing connection. There are plenty of other ways to have fun with your students. I don't have to name them all for you. If you've worked with kids at all, you know that they enjoy having fun. And, and in fact, if you can't think of any ways to have fun with your students, that's okay because they have plenty of ideas. But here's a few that you can use in your classroom. Maybe you've heard of it before. It's called trash get ball. It's like basketball, but paper wads in a trash can. You can have a snowball fight with paper wads if you work with younger kids. And not the kind where you go pick it up and you open it up and there's a math problem to solve. But it's just a bunch of paper wads that they throw at each other. You set a timer and when the timer goes off, you're done. And then they get to play trash get ball to throw them all away. With older students, you could do trash get ball horse where they can shoot from anywhere in the classroom. And if there's some of the students, maybe some of the guys or girls have no desire to play, they get to actually pick the locations of the next shot to be taken. Maybe they even get to say, hey, this time you have to bounce it off the wall and try to make it. You could play Would You Rather, or even play Who's Got the Quarter? You hand out four quarters, turn around, let them pass the quarters around. They say when they're ready, and then you try to figure it out. If you win, you get your quarters back. If you don't, they get to keep them. They'll love that game, nothing else, just so they can keep the quarter. And then one of my favorites to do with students was lateral thinking puzzles. Now this one may sound like, oh, see, I knew you would slip in something educational in there. But many of the lateral thinking puzzles, while it's definitely engaging their mind, there's no doubt about that. While they're in it, students forget that. 
and even the student who's most reluctant to engage throughout the other times in class, it's amazing how all of a sudden they want to throw their guesses into the pot too. They'll sit there and they'll stare at you and you can tell those gears are turning. They're trying to figure out, okay, what are we missing here? He's saying something, it's in there somewhere and we're missing it. And all of a sudden they'll throw out a guess and that's your chance. That's your chance to really draw them into the conversation. Let them know why it was a great attempt. Let them know you're proud of them for giving it a shot. In fact, maybe even drop a little hint in there that you wouldn't normally drop if it was someone else who normally speaks up. That way it's due to them when the solution is found. And point that out to the other students too. You see, there are so many aspects to connection that come up when you just start having fun, pure fun with kids. You get to see a whole other side of kids when you're just having pure fun. You get to see creativity coming out if you did an art contest. We did a paper airplane contest once when I taught middle school. There was a part where they designed it and they decided who was going to fold those up and who was going to design the fold. There was another part where they each, on their team, they each had an artist and they would make sure that they had their drawings on it and the colors just the way they wanted it. They got to come up with a team name and the very last piece was to see how far the airplane went. But by that point, no one really cared too much because they were all so proud of the way they looked. Now, we still had a winner for who's went the furthest and who's went the straightest, but we also had one for who's had the craziest flight, which one had the least direct flight, which one was the most stylish, and which one was the most creative. As you can imagine, by the end of the contest, every team had some sort of award that they could be proud of. And it wasn't the only time we had a contest either, and it wasn't the same groups with every contest. You see, it gives us a chance to highlight the different skills that each student has. So you might be thinking to yourself, well, Job, that's all well and good. Actually, I buy this whole idea of fun fueling the family. I think kids probably do feel connected afterwards, and I would probably feel connected to them. The problem is, you see, I'm paid to teach content. And I have certain standards and my boss has certain expectations and I need to teach those standards and I need to meet those expectations. You're right. And here's the justification. The justification is that when you take this time and you have some pure fun, those kids are so much more engaged during the time that you spend focusing on the content that you're able to maximize that instructional time rather than continually fighting with them for their attention. So yeah, it may feel like you're wasting time, but you're actually investing time. So as you're getting deeper into the year now, you're getting to know your kids, they're getting to know you, make sure that you take time to waste time. Because remember, the fun fuels the family. As we wrap up this week's episode, I want to ask you, how will you put this into practice this week? Be specific and practical. Set a goal. Make a plan. Because remember, a goal without a plan, that's just a wish. I'm Job Isles. Thank you for joining me on this week's Whole Child School podcast. I'll talk to you soon. Music for a Whole Child School podcast is from bensound.com.